Was it Monday already? Don't leave home without it. And I'm not talking about your credit card. card. I'm Fox 8 News anchor Lou Maglio. Here to encourage you to know what your week ahead looks like weather-wise. It's Meteorological Monday on the Weather Jazz Podcast. And how about that Lou Maglio giving us a little introduction? Hi, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and even some off-topic things. I'll talk more about that and what I have planned coming up in the week ahead in just a little while. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bornier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 214 for Monday, July 12, 2021. Well, if you look around you anywhere in northern Ohio, you're going to see what looks like a pretty lush atmosphere. In fact, today with another rain shower that just passed through the Weather Jazz Studios area this morning, it feels tropical. It even looks tropical. The dew points have been relatively high. Now, we did get a break on Saturday. That was just a lovely day. The dew points dropped off, and it felt very cool, comfortable, partly cloudy most of the day. And, of course, we turned the corner, and we turned the faucet back on on Sunday. And it looks like this is going to be a weather pattern which is going to be a bit on the persistent side going into much of this week. A chance to catch up on our annual rainfall deficit. But again, it doesn't look like we are sustaining a pretty big deficit. It looks exactly the opposite. It's lush. It's green. Everything is growing. Hope you had a chance to get all of your yard work done on Saturday. In fact, having a couple of meteorologists in the same house helps out in the sense that when you know you've got a very small and narrow window to get things done, you get it done. And that's what we did on Saturday. Naturally, the rain started coming back on Sunday and in tall order in some cases. And much of the area under a flood watch. We're talking about Northeast Ohio here, and I'll get into the national picture in just a moment for those of you that are listening from another part of the country. And again, we have a ton of listeners from all over the USA, almost every state of the union, and dependent on where you live will pretty much determine what exactly kind of a summer you're having already. Okay, let's talk about this short game. That's the title of today's podcast. It's The Rainfall's Short Game. And the reason I talk about that is because the last month or two's rainfall pattern really dictates what you're going through at the moment. You see, we've got the topsoil, which is the the top three to six inches of soil virtually anywhere. And the amount of moisture that that topsoil has 
is dictated by the amount of rain that you have received in the last couple of weeks, maybe as much as six to eight weeks or so. But really, what's important is the last one to three weeks. That's what's in the topsoil. And virtually all plants out there have access to that water. So in the short term, we're doing okay. Now, as you go digging a little bit deeper into some of the subsoil moisture, uh, it takes a while for some of that moisture to settle and get yanked down into the denser soil, thanks to gravity. And if it makes it there, well, your long-term drought indices begin to drop. Okay, here's what's going on. Cleveland Hopkins Airport right now has a deficit. This is as of Monday afternoon, 3.02 inches below normal. That's significant. Yet, there is no evidence of any kind of stress in any kind of gardens, in any kind of the trees, shrubs, etc. You name it, it's thriving right now. That's because of the short game. Okay, let's look at June and July. Because since June first started, meteorological summer, we've had over one inch of rain above normal, almost two inches above normal. In fact, the deficit since June 1st for Cleveland is 1.94 inches above normal, thanks to a very unsettled pattern here in the last couple of weeks. So as a result of that, we have seen much if not all of our gardens, our trees, our shrubs, everything not undergoing any kind of stress. So it's the short game that really counts as far as what's happening right now in those backyard gardens and for your lawn and for your trees. That's what really, really counts. Now, had we seen a continuation of drought conditions or lower than normal rainfall, yes, gardens would be stressed, trees would be stressed, and bushes and anything that grows because it's trying to pull in moisture wherever, whenever it can. And obviously, that's not been the case uh, here in the last uh, six weeks or so. Well, let's look at a few others before we look across the country. This is Northeast Ohio, Akron-Canton Regional Airport. They've had a deficit of just about one inch below the normal since January 1st. But since June 1st, the surplus of rainfall has been 2.93 inches, almost three inches. Youngstown, a two-inch deficit. But since June 1st, a two-inch surplus. Again, the short game. There is only one Northeast Ohio location with a deficit long-term and short-term. So uh, things might look a little different if you're down in the Mansfield area. Mansfield's Lom Airport, since January 1st, almost four inches below normal. And since June 1st, almost one inch below normal. I got a hunch, though, with this pattern that that will turn into a surplus uh, by the end of the week. We'll have to wait and see. Now, if you go to my show notes on weatherjazz.com, whenever you have a chance, you're going to see a couple of maps there. Those maps are essentially the uh, drought indices 
In other words, is that area stressed by drought? Yes or no. And the first map is a U.S. map. So, hello, USA. And we're looking pretty decent now from Boston all the way across to Denver. Now, I checked uh, earlier this year in Denver, they were in a rather extreme or exceptional drought. In other words, the dark red or even the light red. But over the last couple of months, they've had a decent amount of rain. And so they are now fully, completely in the normal range. So from Boston to Denver, southward all the way to Brownsville, Texas, and then all the way across to Miami, Florida, that whole area is basically near normal. Now, there are a couple of uh, spots that might be seeing uh, some slightly abnormally dry conditions, or you could use the term amply moist conditions exist. That's a good thing. Let's talk about those areas that are in extreme drought or even exceptional drought. And you will find that again, show notes on braveburningear.com, episode number 214, two maps, U.S. map and the upper Midwest and Ohio Valley map. On the U.S. map, you will see that the northern plains, in particular parts of North Dakota, South Dakota, which on January 1st only had abnormally dry conditions. Now they're in extreme drought or exceptional drought. But the biggest area is the desert southwest from Salt Lake City all the way down to and including Cedar City, St. George, Utah, Las Vegas, Nevada, Parts of California, which would include San Francisco and Sacramento, and as well, a pretty decent chunk of Arizona and a little bit of New Mexico in the extreme drought and exceptional exceptional uh, drought category. So check out the map and uh, hopefully we'll see some of that alleviate for the West. But for the time being, much of the area east of the Rockies in pretty decent shape. Next map will be the map that takes a closer look at the upper Midwest and the Ohio Valley. So on the far east, we have Ohio with all of its counties. And on the far west, Minnesota, Iowa, and Missouri, or as the Missourians like to say, Missouri. At any rate, much of the area basically south of a Kansas City, Cedar Rapids, Chicago, and Detroit area near normal. Just a couple of little pockets where it's a little on the dry side. But overall, the health of the soil and the moisture content is uh, actually pretty decent. There's nothing excessively wet yet. Now, that could change if this pattern persists and we get a ton of rain uh, here in the next week or two or three. We're going to start getting excessively wet zones in this area. But for right now, the soil moisture or the soil has been able to receive that moisture and distribute it in such a way that it's not too wet, but rather just right. You go up to the north and it does turn abnormally dry, and that includes northern Iowa, much of Minnesota, and also northern Michigan. There could be a little bit of stress on some of the plants up there and trees, and I would imagine anybody with gardens probably watering just a little more. There's one really interesting hot spot of extreme drought. It only covers parts of four counties 
right along the Illinois and Wisconsin border, basically north of Chicago. And um, uh, basically, I I think that would be the Kenosha area of Wisconsin, if uh, my memory serves me right, just north of the border of Illinois, right along the shoreline, there is um, extreme drought there. So some... A decent stress going on there. But aside from that one little patch, everybody uh, south of there doing very, very well indeed. One more thing uh, in the rainfall department before I move on to one other item, and that is in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, I just mentioned that uh, they had essentially a um, extreme drought. They're in the extreme drought category. It doesn't doesn't take that much as it does for the East Coast. Why? Because the amount of rainfall, annual rainfall, is much less, especially once you get west of the Rockies. Now, Las Vegas for the year has an uh, annual deficit since January the 1st of 1.23 inches below normal. That doesn't sound like a lot, but remember, they don't get a lot of rain to start with. So, any lack of rain is really going to kind of put an accent or an exclamation point uh, on the dry factor. For the last six weeks or so, since June the 1st, they've had a 2.26-inch deficit. But even in that, yesterday, Sunday, July 11th, Las Vegas Airport had point. One zero inches. That's one tenth of an inch of rain. Doesn't sound like much for anybody east of the Rockies, but for Las Vegas, a tenth of an inch actually set a record. It's a record for the most amount of rain ever received on any July 11th since the records began. Almost 100 years worth of records in Las Vegas. So that's significant. That that just goes to show you for anybody who lives east of the Rockies that once you go west of the Rockies until you hit the West Coast, there aren't too many places that pick up a lot of rain. And uh, so they have to kind of uh, do with a lot less. And, of course, the mountains. And the snow that occurs in the mountains and collects and then melts, that's what gives a lot of the communities west of the Rockies their water supply because a lot of that water ends up in very big lakes, aquifers as well underground, and uh, that's essentially the, the water supply for them. Okay. That pretty much does this segment, and I hope you got something out of it, and we'll definitely be watching this week. Uh, Flood watches are in effect for a lot of communities in northern Ohio, the ground getting sagified, as I like to say, and any additional rainfall and significant rainfall and sustained rainfall may be a problem. We'll let you know as we go through the week and might even revisit this topic on Science Wednesday. But I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about this coming Friday. Open Line Friday will feature uh, a faith-based program. And remember, it can be anything, any topic that I deem interesting or hopefully can make it interesting for you. But this is... A really unusual one in the sense that I'm going to have on the program a gentleman and his wife walking across the entire country. 
His journey started in February in Miami, Florida. He's now in Kansas, and he hopes to be in Seattle sometime right around December the 1st. It's a prayer walk walk across America. He's doing that and praying for revival. And so we'll be chatting with him about all kinds of things, about the weather that he's encountered, about some of the issues and problems that he had to overcome in this particular walk. By the way, this is not his first walk across America. He did something very similar in walking from New York to Los Angeles. And at one point in the recent past, he and his wife drove the perimeter of the United States. So all of these were prayer walks to some degree. He also did one that started on the coast of Portugal and went all the way to the uh, Chinese border. That one was interesting. I talked to him a little bit about that because obviously it's not like you can walk across America there. Uh, there are some political issues and he ran into a few uh, issues along the way. I'm not going to steal his thunder, pun intended, but you'll have to come back on Friday. And as he talks about his walk, his prayer walk across America. Now, even if you're a person that would not be self-described as someone who is full of faith, maybe you're just even just a little curious about it. I would encourage you to make sure that you listen to this on Friday because you might get a feel for what makes me tick. Uh, and it was just a fascinating conversation because we talked not only about faith items, but we also had the chance to talk about the weather uh, and uh, the some of the things that you got to think about before taking a walk across America, which is roughly 3,000-ish miles. It's going to be a good time. I did this interview yesterday. I'm going to put it together and have it ready for an Open Line Friday release. I hope you are going to be there. Start telling people about this. Start telling your family and friends that uh, if they've never listened to Weather Jazz before, this is going to be a great episode to listen and perhaps even become a regular listener because we cover all kinds of topics on Fridays. This is going to be one of them. I'm excited about it, and I'm sure that you will too. All right, so we'll see you on Wednesday for Science Wednesday as well as Friday for Open Line Friday. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as I mentioned, I hope you're helping to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence, people you know over the fence, on social media, or maybe by email, any way you can. I'll take it. And I'm also looking for your questions, topic suggestions, or simply a comment just to say hello. Maybe you want to tell me how, you, how it is you listen to Weather Jazz, whether it's on your way to work, on a run, or whether you're doing some chores at home, uh, whatever it might be. I would love to know about it. So call me. The Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line is always ready to take your call. Always available. 234-525-5888. You can also send me an email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And remember, just go to weatherjazz.com and click on the Contacts tab, and all of that information will be there. 
at your fingertips. Okay, Science Wednesday right around the corner. Hope to see you then, and we'll see how soggy the atmosphere looks when we reconvene here in two days. Weather and science across the 